your mic is on. Yeah, you did. I didn't mean to. No, your mic wasn't on when you said that. You're good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. You're good. Okay. Here we go. All right. So, um. But bring your mic closer to your. Oh, I'm sorry. It's twisted. It's twisted. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, I read today that Jerry O'Connell, who we love, and he's on the talk, um, made some comments about, um, his wife, Rebecca. I always want to call her Rebecca Romaine Stamos, Lori. Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine. Mm-hmm. And her former husband was John Stamos. Mm-hmm. And so people have been coming up to him. Don't you want to, you know. Oh, he brought this up on the top. Yeah, Julia. but he's, I know, but he said people have been asking him about responding to what people have perceived as mean comments about Rebecca. She's and, the devil. In John Stamos's book. I, I listened to the whole book. Yeah. My perception was not that at all. No, it wasn't at, at all from the excerpts that I read that he, well, you read it, but that it was yeah. at the time he he hated her and felt like she was the devil. This is a very common divorce feeling reaction. And when you're writing in hindsight, which is what he's doing because it's his yes. memoir. Yeah. He's just being honest about how he felt at the time. Exactly. And really, realistically. Why is Jerry making a big deal about this? Well, here's what he said. I mean, we have the audio. From the talk? Yes. Okay. And he kind of commented on it today. All right. I'm very curious. But, oh, man. But, yeah. you know, like, for example, my uh, I, I'm married to my wife. Everyone knows that. We're still married. We, uh, there was a little argument today, but I think we're going to make it through. Um but my wife's ex-husband recently wrote a biography, and mm-hmm, it referred to my wife in a negative manner. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people have asked me about that in press, and it would be easy for me to say, like, um, screw you, you know, how dare you ask me that? But really, yeah. it would be bringing attention to a situation that Ooh. I don't want to feed into, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. That's, yeah. it. that's really good. Yeah, and listen, that example is a little more personal than Adam Driver's. Mm-hmm. Like with my example, oh, that's where the yes, comparison was. From. Adam Driver saying "bleep you" yes. to the background. Okay, yeah. then that makes sense. Yes, but but the thing about it in John Stamos's book, John Stamos came of age in old, you not old old school Hollywood, but you know there weren't f- cell phones, there weren't anything. He hung out with everybody. Nineteen eighty one. Rick Springfield, though. So when he got cast, he kind of just. He got kind of really lucky and, and you know, how is he 18 when he gets yeah. cast as Blackie? He is. And so, G-H. so he gets cast with Rick Springfield, who's the big star at the time on General Hospital. And um, he's just he goes into his room, like wants to talk to him. Hey, Rick, you know, I really like your music because he is a drummer and he is starting to get in at this young age with the Beach Boys. You know, because through someone who knew someone, you at know, 18, John he's starting, he got already. really wow. kind of lucky, okay. right. you know, that was know his, they went back but not that playing, part. but you know, kind of a, oh, actually that was right after, sorry, I, I misspoke. So he goes into Rick Springfield's room and, you know, just wants to talk. But he wasn't playing with the Beach Boys back yet. then. Not okay. yet, no. Okay. And, and Rick's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And just continues, you know, I really like your work. I really like your music because John Stavos is into the music. And he's like, uh. Okay, so whatever. So maybe a year later now, and he is on weekends going to like auto shows in different markets. And that's where Heather 
Loft, Heather, what's her name? Locklear? Locklear is at one of these shows, and they don't know each other. Is this John Stamos? Yeah, no? they okay. meet John Stamos at one of these shows, and they, you know, kind of say, well, let's meet for drinks or something. And yeah, so they're they, both so beautiful. Beautiful. They hook up, they drink massive tequila shots. They were supposed to go back to their rooms, change, and then meet up. And he got so drunk, he just went to sleep and forgot. And so she had this thing against him for years, like, you stood me up, dude, kind of thing. But back to Rick Springfield. So John Stamos is getting popular because he's in Tiger Beat, because we know that other story. And mm-hmm. he's all over everything, and girls love him. So they, he and another castmate, go to a Rick, Rick Springfield concert, and he's getting more attention in the yeah, crowd. huge. And then that actually happened at the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys were playing. He loved the Beach Boys his whole life. They were playing, and there's all this ruckus because he's there. And he's like, I just really want to meet him. I want to meet him. And then he's causing such a ruckus. He removes himself from the seating area and goes off to the side and goes in and meets Mike Love. And Mike Love's like, hey. You know, he's like, I play drums if you ever need me. And, and Mike Love's like, if you can do what you just sit out there with the crowd, you need to be with us. Yeah, yeah. So then they start a lifelong thing. But he never, he wasn't really mean to Rebecca. He just said, I was just, I was kind of a mess. He said he was a mess, and he's well, been now sober that since I know 2015. That Jerry was answering yeah. that or whatever, but he doesn't even know that. You know, he said it's mean things. Jerry, don't fall for the don't fall for the way headlines are written mm-hmm. in the entertainment, like an Us Weekly yeah. and stuff like that, or Page Six. You know, they always kind of make it's very. Uh, uh, they always make an opinion in their thing, and. John Sam um, John Samuel slams yeah, Rebecca he, he Romaine really is the devil and not not really. He I did. mean it happened with Britney. I'm surprised there haven't been more Barbara Streisand um it's things. Not that scandalous. Well, she left blood on the floors, according to her interview with Colbert that she said enough things. I know She's like Mandy Patinkin, who we just loved. No. Who's coming to town soon. Right. No, so that From was... That, that was, was a big... That was... Uh, he mm-hmm. expected to have an affair with her. Mm-hmm. She had to unwedge Marlon Brando... Um, out from a steering wheel in a car or something. Um, <laughs> but she knew him for a long time, met him early. Anyway, it, it is always... Well, you know, yesterday you were talking about Jacob Elordi, yes. who plays Elvis in Sofia Coppola's Priscilla and has a supporting role in this new movie. Grant posted the red carpet for this movie called Saltburn. Yes. Which is like the British aristocrats, Emerald Fennel, mm-hmm. who played Camilla in The Crown. She directed it. She also directed Promising Young Woman. It's her movie. Jacob is in it. Who else is in this? Uh, um, I don't know. Oh, Margot Robbie yes. produced it. Yeah. Lucky Chap uh, produced it. It's actually getting good buzz. And I don't know if you ever saw Promising Young Woman. Yes, I did. With Carrie Mulligan. Yes, I mean, that I was. Did. Uh, I didn't want to see it, but we ended up watching it up at the cabin. It was disturbing uh, very, and good. Very. You know, both at mm-hmm. the same time. And you have to sometimes be in the mood for that. Absolutely. But Carrie Mulligan was fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. So, Jacob Alordi, you had said that you had read. Because uh, he's profiled, I believe, in um, GQ. He had a yes. GQ cover 
that we posted yesterday that he was really dissing the Kissing Booth movies. Yes, and he actually said recently, um, I didn't want to make those movies before I made those movies. Those movies are ridiculous. They're not universal. They're an escape. And then he added um, about the something about the old saying, one for me, then one for you. That one's a trap as well because... He just speaks in Ghibli, but he's dissing how we all fell in love with this guy. The Kissing Booth movies were charming and delightful and well, fun I, and great. I and he, I wanted to you, read the thing. Because I told you this and you're like, oh. I Maybe, you know, in context, I'm always trying to, mm-hmm. you know, like just sometimes like, right, like, don't just take it, you know, and he... I loved the GQ spread. I have to admit, yesterday I was in, intoxicated with the photos of him, and I didn't want to read one bad thing Wait, about but him. This one is like the way that started him. I read the whole interview. Okay, <laughs> and? he's clueless on his way to stardom if that's where he's going, yes. because even he's in Priscilla. He plays Elvis Presley in Priscilla. Yes, yeah. and he's in Saltburn. So yep. he's kind of GQ is profiling him as he's an up and coming yep. movie star, much like how Austin Butler yep. was sort of everywhere last year. And Austin Butler, though, he's in a movie called The Bike Riders, which is uh, like Sons of Anarchy prequel looks motorcycle great. club. Great. It looks Beautiful. amazing. <laughs> yeah, but back this, to Jacob. Back to Jacob. So the whole interview that I'm. Reading, you know, because he's basically. I when I read that, I was like, okay, he was. He's basically saying he was always too good for the kissing booth, mm-hmm. and um, which just and it's pooping on the very thing that gave you your start that opened up the opportunities to be Elvis, have this yes. role, maybe led to Euphoria, you know, whatever. How many many movie stars. Started out. Ryan Gosling was in the Mickey Mouse Club, and he practically steals the movie from Barbie as Ken, mm-hmm. singing and dancing. I mean, you got to be careful about how you. That's what speak I in these things. And then he went on, and I was reading, kept reading the interview, and because the GQ reporter pointed out to Jacob that, well, you know, a lot of times you do have to make choices at the beginning of your careers. That can lead to work which is more meaningful. And so sure. that's why she was kind of trying to help him get out of his oh, kissing I love that. booth. Uh, I love that. Trap. And that's when he said that that thought is a trap as well. Because it can become 15 for them, none for you. You have no original ideas and you're dead inside. So it's a fine dance. My one for them. I've done it now. And so I he just... is. That is not good PR. Right now, Jacob, that is like not good to show utter disdain because um, this is also, you know, you don't want to make it sound like you're not having any fun. And you really did. And even on some of the questions about fashion. Okay, this is GQ. So that's a fluffy question. He he (laughs) gave overwrought answers to fashion, he's too. so affected. He's so, so affected. He's, he's so having a hard time finding his um, getting out of his footing. ego. Yeah. His ego is so huge. Yeah. The, oh, I'm sorry for him because so he's now acting like a cliche himself. He totally. Laura, yeah. you're right. And just to even say that, I mean, we have 
people who have acted in so many things before they even got to do a nice independent film that they wanted to do. This kid's like, what, 23? Yeah. And, you know, anyway, no, I think he's a little bit older okay. than that. But, you know, anyway, but many, many handsome movie stars have walked this path. And it's swoony stories and you distance. Your, I mean, you know, this is the life of an actor. But he sounds like a dink. He kind of, kind he of. He just wants to hang out with his dogs. And he likes my one for them, I've done it. But boy, he, he sure looks good in his fashion. And the people around the kissing booth would be pissed because really, that whole staff made him great. Catherine Eigley. Like, I want him to, I want his PR people to help him right away after this GQ, after they looked at that, because he did give overall answers to absolutely everything. You can't make Good it seem luck, like Jacob. You're, when you're on your way to being a movie star, don't make it seem like it's that hard. Right, right. Yes. Good point. All right, we are going to take a break. Um, we are going to come back and hear about the alert from Grant. Hey, gang, it's it's Laurie and Julia here for Minneapolis Skin Clinic. And um, we just want to tell you, they've got locations in Maple Grove as well as in Golden Valley. Because and they're the skincare affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic yes. Surgery, just so you know. Yes, and you know, neither of us have tried the skin pen. No. And I'm so not. here's a testimonial from Kelly, and she just said she's been so pleased with the results of the skin pen treatment and facials she's received at Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skin Clinic. I regularly get compliments on my complexion and get comments like, you look younger every time I see you. She says the staff is so professional and friendly. I'll be investing in my skin's health and well-being on a regular basis with them. And you know, that's what we have experienced. They're wonderful there. You're going to... I mean, yeah, they do everything. They do everything. They do everything from cool sculpting, the skin pen, hydrofacials, glycolic peels, Botox... You name it. MPLSSkin.com. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Grant. What's up? What's up? All right. Well, we've got uh, some dirt to get to today, but we're going to start this one out with a little positivity here because it's just nice to hear that Jeremy Renner has shared some progress that he's had over the last 10 months after recovering from that snowplow accident that happened when he was trying to save his nephew from being run over from that big cat. And, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah, so he posted a video of him running uphill, for, and this is his first time doing any physical activity since the 10 months. I saw him. Yeah. He was skipping, kind of running down his driveway at yeah. a good slant. Yeah, doing like a little side strut. Yeah. Just yeah. just working out. He said it's the first attempt of, of any of this type of activity. It, I was brought to tears of joy, hopefulness, and gratitude for all your support. He, ca- he captioned the post with. So very cool to see that he's coming along well there. Well, I mean, an accident like that is life changing. Oh, I mean, in every way. Oh, that when we went through that last it was was it January, I believe, of last mm-hmm. year or this year. Yeah, that was quite the experience that he's been through, and he has dedicated himself to recovery. That's for sure. But uh, let's move over to the story surrounding Will Smith and his former co-star on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Dwayne Martin. If you remember, it was about two days ago, one of his former assistants, uh, Bial, I believe is his name, claimed that he uh, he was on a podcast and he opened up a door to Dwayne's dressing room and saw Dwayne having sex with Will Smith. And he said this out loud on a podcast on with a pod- these names? With these names, oh, naming names. Yeah, this is not good. So Jada Pinkett Smith today was on the Breakfast Club radio show and she said... We're going to take legal action. We're suing him. Yes. That's what she said. We're suing him. Do we even know who this guy is? 
Well, Dwayne, it doesn't matter, no, but he told a story about... He told a lie. Well, whatever, but he, he went into great description. Yes, he talked even great about this. Great description and said it was Will Smith and this other guy from, you know... From Press Prince Fresh of Bel-Air, Dwayne Martin. He was a co-star on, and it was his former assistant and longtime friend, former friend, that brought this information. Could so, it be true? I really don't I mean I don't know and I don't care and the thing but but the thing is I feel like uh you know Will had a memoir out Jada had let us know hey we've been separated for I feel like this is something that we would have known about you know and so I never finished the memoir I know but I you can't the I mean, I'm not at all surprised that this guy's going to get sued. Yeah, you can't go in to fame someone like that if you don't. But I mean, have I feel like this guy would know that. That's true. And this guy, Dwayne Martin, this has come out that he is. It said that he is not going to get involved in the argument personally, but he said he will let Will Smith and Jada refute the claim that he had sex with Will. According to sources, Dwayne has no intention of publicly disputing these rumors. So there is oh, possibly some. That's, I mean, it does, but it's, I'm so uncomfortable with the whole yeah. everything. I mean, yes, people want people to dish stuff, but you know, like that's people are entitled private. to privacy, their and, privacy, and, their and not and having somebody agreed. Uh, and I mean, and he was used, he was being very ugly. Oh yeah, he how even, he talked about okay. it. He even he likened Smith's manhood to a pinky toe. He went too far as he, degrading. He really was. Yeah, he absolutely. Was. Horrible. It sounds horrible. Yeah, so it's not a good move. That guy is an idiot. I agree, and I I hope that they do potentially go, do, or they hope they do sue him for what he said. But uh, let's go yeah, over because he, they did then have to, he'd have to prove that it was a pinky toe, and I don't believe it is a pinky toe. <laughs> right there, right I don't there. There's your evidence. <laughs> <laughs> That's the evidence right there. Bring it into court. Uh, um, so Dean McDermott has revealed that uh, he had alcohol. Who's he again? Dean McDermott is Tory. the former to- wife oh. of Tor- former husband, excuse me, yeah, of Tori Spelling. Spelling. I and think he- they're still married. I think they're still married. Too. Uh, it's, well, it says X here, but yeah, they. I think they might be separated. But right. uh, they are separated. Yes. Yeah, so he revealed that he has had alcohol fueled rages, where that were the straw that broke the camel's back on his marriage to Tori Spelling. Duh, Who could- is he selling an yeah. interview to? Daily that he Mail is telling this. Daily okay. Mail. Yeah. He, the guy needs money. Yeah. So he's. Spent the summer in rehab and lives okay. in a sober, ho- sober house in Woodland Hills, California with eight other men. But he t- talked uh, right. to the Daily Mail and he said, all Tory's ever done to this day is want me to be happy and healthy. And I infected a lot of damage and pain into that woman. He but also years of it. Yeah, years. Breaking up her marriage. Yeah, he also. Well, but they have four kids together yeah, I know. and all of that. And yeah, I, I guess, you know, fine. I think he sounds like he's always Dean. been a dink. Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he had said he admitted that he drank a fifth of tequila every night of the week and take handfuls of handfuls of narcos, which is prescription medication. It's like a, you know, it's a muscle relaxer. So on top of the alcohol, it's not going to be good for you. This was by himself oh. and he would hang out by himself and his How wife. How had all those kids? Yeah, he, he said that when he was by himself, his now estranged wife and kids were petrified in other rooms as he was doing all this drinking and pill popping. Oh, boy. And he hasn't seen Tori or his kids since he went to rehab in the spring. But he hopes to get that chance back because of all the work that he's been doing. I really wish that he hadn't told us all of this. I would be fine with the never knowing any of it, you know. And I'm sure Candy is feeling exactly the same way. What else is he going to bring to the dirt? I'm sorry, Grant. We (laughs) wish 
I'm sorry, I didn't no. want to know that. No, but Hold do you, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. it's like God, Dean. Well, maybe this is him. You know, I've usually never, when you go through like recovery, don't you have to make amends or whatnot? You do, you do. So but maybe to this, the person, to the person, the not to the public, not and to the not to Dean. He, he, in my my perception of him, since well, the he beginning, has no money. I mean, what and does he, he never even did, do? and he never did. He and never so. has, and he never did. And she was just intoxicated with his looks compared to who she was married to at the time. Right. And that he was, they starred together in some movie in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It was the same time as Leanne Rimes and, and Eddie Cipri. Yeah. And it was like something was going around at Lifetime. There you go. There you go. But there I Lifetime mean, movies. But both I feel about. like he yes. has never worked since. And I, yes, me either. Like it's always a, been Tory. She had to go and invent the crafting show. Everything. And she had to go and invent, reinvent yeah. herself a million times. And, He's just been a load. A load. Yeah. I'm glad she's away from I him. am too. This is what we've learned from this dirt alert. Mm-hmm. That we're pleased, pleased as hell that Tori is away from Dean. Yeah. I would agree with that based on what he was saying. There wasn't a healthy relationship. No. Um, speaking of another unhealthy relationship with the last little bit of time we have here, Kim Zolciak and Cora Bierman oh. this last weekend celebrated their 12th anniversary These together. Two. Then she changed her Instagram name back to Bierman. So there's a little bit of that. And now she is selling a lot of her personal goods to raise money to pay they back some of the debt. They can't afford to get divorced. And one can. of them is trying to con the other one yes. into believing that they really love them again. Yep. Just to temper, settle things down, be easier, and then maybe open some new lines of credit and maybe Mm. get a show. Hollywood speak. (laughs) Right there. That was very good. Lori, I didn't think it that far through, but I'm impressed. Yeah, Very well done. Learning Rx. You know what? I just... We, I, we, Lori, we have a stack of papers of testimonials um, from the people who have gone through the program that share them with us. It just makes your heart swell when you know you hear back from kids who are struggling or parents who had kids who are struggling or people themselves who are struggling and how the one-on-one brain training through Learning Rx just help them grow, help them help their brain expand, help yeah. them open up their mind to be able to learn, to be able to read, to organize, to stay on task. And the confidence that that gives Huge. you because it really does, uh, you know, you, you think you're frustrated with, could try being the person, you know, it's very frustrating yeah. for yourself to really be trying and trying and then just not, it's not getting yeah. it. They have seven metro-wide locations. They have a one-hour assessment that's 50% off when you mention Lori and Julia. That's Learning Rx. It works. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Well, I thought it was a vintage scandal that Patrick Dempsey was named Sexiest Man Alive. You and so Brittany. many years after the fact. I didn't. I saw After him. McDreamy, it's hard to believe that McDreamy never got it yeah. back in the day. It it is. He was he was always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah, un- mm-hmm. unbelievable because like he is. He's gorgeous. He's gorgeous, and mm-hmm. he wear that crown, Patrick. Mm-hmm. At the age of fifty seven, you're looking amazing. He's in two movies: Thanksgiving, some cheesy rom com, and then also Ferrari. Yes, uh, with Adam Driver. So you asked for vintage scandal. You were like. Maybe it was as a result of him being named Sexiest Man Alive last week. 
But all of a sudden, one of the things that one of the burdens that comes with being named a sexiest something is people start digging around and say, well, what? You know, what? 57. I didn't know you. You end up going down a path of, well, what else about this guy? Well, the thing about Patrick Dempsey that people forgot is that his first marriage was one of the most controversial Hollywood Yes. Uh, scandals of the 1990s, mm-hmm. right? And people have forgotten about it. And this sexist man alive brought it all back up. So here, you you think Patrick Dempsey, you think McDreamy, Grey's yes, Anatomy. 100%. <clears throat> but I think many before that. But by the way, Thanksgiving yeah. is actually a horror thriller. It is oh, not it is. a rom-com. It's oh, a really oh. cheesy Thanksgiving type horror movie. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You got it. No, you're fine. I just I want oh. to let people know if you get a chance, just d- type in Thanksgiving. Does it look good? It, it looks very interesting. It's about a basically a, the chaos that erupts after a riot happens during Black Friday sales, and then this guy goes on a murder rampage on Thanksgiving. Yeah, because he's been promoting this. Yes, yes. So I just wanted to make sure that everybody okay. knows that, that Thanksgiving is kind of a little bit different than a rom-com. But yes, go on. Sorry. I was blinded by his hair and his face face and everything (laughs) you know but um you know and he's been married to his uh, makeup artist he also much like rob lowe met his wife when she was doing his makeup for him on a movie yes who knew that that julian jillian fink yep and she has her own line of cosmetics she used to have a great line of pencils with avon but that's been gone a long time i have like my have two nubs of one of her pencils. But anyway, he is a real-life race car driver, and he's got three kids. But his first marriage was to this woman named Rochelle, but she was known as Rocky Parker, mm-hmm. who was 26 years his senior, and they started dating when he was about 18. Uh-huh. And she... So, she, she was 44. I know. And how they, how they met um, is very interesting. There's lots of conflicting reports. I had to dig deep in the Google machine to find a good source for my this story. Lori, um, because at, thank you for your skills. No, uh, the lazy ones report that, that they met because she was his mom's best friend or his best friend's mom. Neither of those no. are true. The truth is simple. They met while working on a play in 1984 called Brighton Beach Memoirs. Remember that book by um, Cider House Rules guy? What's his name? John Irving? Well, I don't know if he did it. I I, I think it was the playwright. You know, what's oh, his name? Oh, all right. Um, I just feel like it was... I can see him with the glasses. Matt, uh, read who wrote Brighton Beach mem- uh, memoirs. Matthew Broderick was yes, in the Broderick. Yes, I remember thing. this. For some reason, I thought it was a b- based on a book by John Irving. But you're right. It, it is based on it is based on a book. So anyway, Patrick Dempsey meets Rocky while on this place. She is not his best friend's mom, and she's not his mom's best friend. It was friend. A Neil Simon. Neil Simon yes. wrote it. Thank you. I could see him with the big yes. glasses. <laughs> and she played the aunt, mm-hmm. and he played the nephew, mm-hmm. the Matthew Broderick part that you see in the movie. Yep. And then he later became best friends with her son after the relationship turned romantic. 
And um, when they got married, and again, they meet on a play. She's the aunt. He's the son. He's 18. When they get married, they've now dated, and he's 21, and she's 48, and they've dated for four years, and then they get married. I just am, and you look at him, he looks like he's a junior high. But he's 21, and she's 48, and Grant and I discussed this in the double wide. He was learning things. Yes, he was. But, um... (laughs) They got married in August, and they kept their marriage a secret um, because they kept it a secret for two whole years out of the public eye because there had been controversies about the age gap, which, of course, so sexist because if it's the other way around and Rocky is a man and Patricia is people aren't saying, you know, really saying anything. Um, but also she was by that time his manager mm-hmm. and she's the older woman. So people always scoff more at that. And her children were older than Patrick, even his best friend, mm-hmm. who's her son. And um, so, you know, they she was his talent manager. They took classes together at NYU uh, film school. And like I said, they kept it quiet. Two Way years. quiet for two years. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, not two. They did go to numerous red carpet events, but not that they were ever really talking. And then in 1994, after they had been uh, married seven years, so they were together almost ten years. That blows me away. She filed for divorce, cited irreconcilable differences, and it's. I couldn't confirm, confirm, but the stories were that both of them were cheating. And then later, Rocky claimed um, she accused him of assaulting her. This is after they got divorced um, in 1994, but she accused him of assaulting her on the set of this movie called Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, Yeah. 1987. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in legal documents... Um, she reportedly claimed while we're on the set of his movie, he beat me up because he claimed he wanted to see what it was like to beat up a woman. Oh, stop. I now suffer from arthritis in my hand from where respondent injured me. Well, in 2006, she then retracted that allegation, saying she'd been advised to make those accusations to collect money for her hand. That's just so gross. Right. And, um, but Dempsey is never really had anything nice to say about the relationship, even though they were together 18 to 27. Well, if someone accuses you of that and. Well, he never, like, again, remember, they kept it quiet. It was controversial. He was trying to become a movie star, have a career. He talked about it. He said in one interview, he did say his marriage was a Freudian nightmare that is public knowledge. Oh, mm-hmm. that's how much of it was talked about in right, Hollywood. Right. And he later in an interview with Barbara Walters in 2006, when he was one of the most interesting people, not one of the sexiest men alive. Mm-hmm. Um, he told Barbara Walters, I think I needed a mother. There were a lot of negative things that I'm still undoing from it. She had a son one year older than me. Mm -hmm. Think about that. And then 
one more time he spoke about or he addressed the age gap of mm-hmm. being married to someone 26 years yeah, older. It's- he said he wanted someone with experience to help him navigate life and that's why he went he pro- it sounds like he was a little misguided um didn't have you know and when he if you could see the pictures because i just pulled up the pictures oh of my gosh. Play. he just looks like a little kid yeah 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 she yeah. definitely looks like his yeah. auntie or yeah. you know something like that and um and then he met jillian in and they got married in 1999 but um and and you know he and he and rocky they filed for divorce and then they reunited uh or not reunited this is jillian remember she filed for divorce and then mm-hmm. they reunited mm-hmm. that was after he met him at the red carpet um and he was so cute in sweet home alabama he was andrew henning and you know Lori, he was in that show we loved and donnie loved once and again yes with the mm-hmm. kid jack um mm-hmm. yeah he was that's that's a big age gap at that age. Yes, and he Either. of course left her for another woman. Yeah. Of course he did. I mean, it's just too too yeah. much. But anyway, he did. Um, that is what happens when your name sexiest man alive. Controversially, people will look up old, old dirt on you yeah. to say why the hell didn't he get it back then? <laughs> I know he was in this play called Maid of Honor with Bridget Monahan. It wasn't and, that a movie? Yeah, excuse me, movie. Yeah. And he was her maid of honor. Yes, yes, that's such a cute movie. It's such a cute movie, mm. you guys. But anyway, he, you know, he always said, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Kind yeah. Of He's darling. I like him. I'm happy for him. I'm excited for his movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this Friday movie. All right, we got to go. We're going to take a break. It's Lurie and Julia. We are coming right back. I have, I have two shows that I don't think you guys know about that I have to tell you about. We're, we're we will be right back. All right, gang. We have been busy today. I don't know if Very you guys much. have seen this movie yet, The Burial, with Michael J. Fox, Tommy what? Lee, what? Um, Jesse Smollett's sister. I can't remember her Smollett? name. Smollett? Yeah. It is. It's so good. Michael it's J. Prime... Fox? How old is no, this not... movie? It's... Oh, did I say Michael J. Yeah, Fox? Yeah, you did. That's why I'm blown away. Oh, right it's yeah. Jamie Fox. Okay. I was like, Jamie Fox, Michael J. Fox. Jamie Fox, Tommy Lee, and it is based on a true story. It's kind of a David and Goliath story, and um, it's so good. It's on Prime, and we haven't seen Tommy Lee right? in anything forever. Forever. Tommy Lee Jones, you mean? Yeah. Okay, you're speaking in shorthand. Tommy right, Lee is the Motley Drew drummer. <laughs> I did right, think let that. Let me just start the whole thing over. My name is and Michael Julia, J. Fox, and, and then Tommy Lee. And I'm like, God, well, right now I'm Michael tired. J. Fox is acting with Tommy Lee, the drummer from Mommy You know why? <laughs> I did watch Still last night. You oh. watch what? His documentary Still. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I, it I've just won uh, like I'm, a, a award or something. I, so. I'm confusing. I've 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 been up late, very um, late the last few nights, and I no worries. I watched Still in the middle of the night, Michael J. Fox's story. It's just lovely. He's just a great guy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a good watch. And how young he got Parkinson's and how he found it. He, he has He's a great storyteller, too. Yeah. Um, that was good. And then The Burial is a movie okay. that is based on the true story of Jerry O'Keefe, who decides to take who decides to take on a large funeral company called the Lowen Group <gasps> and hires this attorney, 
Willie E. Gary to help him. It's kind of a David and Goliath. That's played story. by Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yes. Yes. Jamie Foxx is the attorney. Yes, this and, looks good. And Tommy Lee owns some funeral homes. Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones. Sorry. Yes. Yep. And um, we just hadn't seen no, him. No, we haven't so seen him. It was so was it powerful. Good? It's so good. Yeah, Tommy Lee. I remember watching the the preview for it, and he's got like a line where he's like, "It's about the principal," and I think he's trying to. Sue another company, another funeral yes. home company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see it's, Tommy Lee Jones again. It's a great movie. Yeah, you it, watched it, huh? Yeah, it's a great, I've watched so much. Okay, yeah. and then the other one, Lori, I don't know if you guys have heard about the Buccaneers, which is like Bridgerton in America. Have you oh. heard of the story in Apple Plus? No. Uh, I've seen the, the ads for this show, and I'm like, Casey, this looks like our kind of a show. I don't know. Did he like Bridgerton? No, we never watched it, but okay. I always just try and just tell him it looks like our kind of show if I want to watch it, and then he'll tell me in 10 minutes whether okay. or not. Okay, that's why I'm wondering. I'm like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's on Apple Plus, and it's um, it's British gentlemen going back and forth between England and America in class, and Christina Hendricks is in it ah. from Mad Men, and her breasts are still large and luscious, and <laughs> yeah. she's gorgeous. It's a really... You know, it's a it's a timepiece, but yeah. um, their new money is good. I mean, I'm intrigued. It's, it keeps advertising itself it's to me. So good. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I, right. I and then um, I'm sad the morning show is over. So because sad. Those last two episodes were wow. just banging. Wow. Yep. Was it? Weren't they good? Beyond. <laughs> really good. Didn't you think Beyond? So, so those are a few things. So the still documentary. The Burial with Jamie Foxx. Bosch on Freebie, second season, legendary, you know, the second season of Bosch. Now that he's retired, it's on Freebie, which you get if you have Prime. Prime, Yes, yes, I I see everything on that. We gobbled it up. Do you have like five seconds of commercials or something? Yeah, you have to. There's like three commercials, but... Not much, yeah. Not much, and I just love Bosch. I love Bosch. I can't wait to... Okay, so that's another one. And then, Lori, your show for all mankind, season four. I see that that's bad. I know, I know. I I have to watch it because that that just I love. There's a new episode, I believe, this week. There's been one out already. Oh, there was. Yeah, there's one out. Because that third season got a little slow. I would say. God, something happened. The first two seasons were so so good, and then I don't know. It just kind of yeah, something happened with the storytelling. It got draggy. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. agree? I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like it as much as the first two seasons, but and I'm Julie, excited to start this. You never tried that one. I tried it for a second. I I will go back because you guys love it. But I want yeah. you to look up for something for me um, yeah. that's premiering tonight: "The Boy Who Lived." Okay. And this is a story that's Daniel Radcliffe, oh, executive uh, produ- produced about his stunt um, double, his stunt yes. double that became paralyzed on the set. On the set, mm-hmm. and um, it's Harry his Potter. story. Um, oh my god. And um, 10 years of their close collaboration, which ended with Holmes seriously injured in an accident on the set that left him paralyzed. Talk about that no one even knew that that happened. Exactly. And the Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? I know. At all. That, that, uh, that that's didn't even. It's that uplifting. Didn't even hear about he it. finds light in the darkness. Oh. And it's called The Boy Who Lived. Yeah. Oh, Where so do we watch that? That's going to be on HBO. 
Oh, Max. Okay. Yep. So the new, it's going to, yeah, it's on HBO. So it's an HBO documentary. So there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff to watch. Yeah. The John Baptiste documentary also won oh. the same night as uh, Michael J. Fox's still one for document that that is also a really excellent documentary. Because remember, he was the band leader. I love to. I miss him on Colbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. I really, because they keep shining to this new guy, and I'm like, eh, I don't know him yet. Yeah, yeah I know. Give I know. us some time. Don't force just, us. Th- there don't was something us. about John Batiste that was just yeah. so, oh, yummy. We don't want you to force and Did this you love. see your girl last night? Leslie Jones crushed it on Comedy Central. I told you she's hosting they all the. just give her the I, job. She came out with a memoir, and she reads it on Audible, and it does not follow. What she wrote. Okay. She said, I just didn't, I did, I'm not going to read yeah. every page and every sentence. I'm going to just tell stories. So I guess it's wonderful. Yeah. Last night she was like, here are the three celebrity or the three politicians that I'd beat up. I'd beat up if I saw them. I'd just <laughs> beat, beat their ass. You She's know? funny. I'm just like, they just should give her the job. When, she was so funny. She's been doing the rounds, you know, last week and she's. And when she does a critique, like, you know, remember when NBC tried to shush her for the Olympics? She loved them and wanted to just say, this is great. On Twitter, Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. she gave amazing, um, you know, the blow by blow. Anyway, yeah, I really, I'm glad you reminded me about that. She's talented. She's funny as hell. She really is. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody have a great night and we will be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.